Welcome to another episode of New Savages Spirituality. I'm Simon. I'm John. Just two brothers on a journey. And uh, welcome to 2022, our first episode of a new year. Sorry, it's a little bit late, everyone. I got sick, had the flu. Um, but Simon, what are we going to talk about tonight? Yeah, so tonight we're going to talk about breaking patterns and kind of mind-made constraints, conditioned behaviours, stuff that kind of we carry from our childhood and the hangover is pretty fucking intense. So yeah, I'm going to share a little bit of personal stuff in my life at the moment. Um, Yeah. And the the beauty and with beauty, obviously, there's always other elements to it. So yeah, I think we're going to discuss that tonight, bro. I think that's a good one, man. I think like realistically... There's not a human being alive that doesn't drag some shit around in their head that they repeat over and over again until they get to that point. And it's like, enough is enough. I just can't fucking live like this anymore. Um, yeah. Person, I, 100% that's been me. 100%. Mm, no, me yeah. too. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. go into detail as to kind of what's been going on in my life. But I think beforehand, it's like without sounding dramatic, I kind of feel like that this is a pivotal moment in my life for kind of the opportunity to really actually break patterns and to to kind of learn what I believe is my life's lesson. So, yeah, yeah I think, it's pretty intense. I think, I think man, like the, these, these things that are embedded within us, um, when you start to break them, it is absolutely life-changing. It's, it's mm. like a whole new, like that old, that old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I say bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit, because we're old dogs, and I tell you, I've got loads of new tricks. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's the truth, brother. I'm fucking all over that. Um, but, but all jokes aside, it, it is a case of like, it's difficult, isn't it, to break these patterns? Yeah, I think the thing that I've noticed, I mean, I'll, I'll put it into context in a bit, but it's that yeah. how easily the patterns reemerge when you, you're just unaware of them, and it's like, shit, I'm in this mm. pattern. So, yeah. so basically, to, to kind of just give a little bit of an overview, um, I'm in Union. Um, I've met someone um, a while back now. And, um, yeah, we're in what is a beautiful relationship, and I've fallen in love again. And that kind of, you know, I've been married. I, and then was with someone else, and we had a child. And they were beautiful relationships, but there was a lot of toxicity within both of them, largely due to me and, and my patterns and insecurities. and um, I think that they call retroactive jealousy, which is really um, kind of, I suppose, obsession and insecurity over the past of your partner, which no one ever, ever talks about, but I think is probably more prevalent like than than we know. And it's that whole, you know, we've all got fight clubs in our head, but no one talks about it. And yeah. as a man, to admit that maybe you're insecure over your, your partner's exes and stuff, that's not an easy thing to say. But um, mm. it's something I've worked through or I thought I'd completely worked through um, certainly in my last relationship and a a lot of meditation, a lot of understanding of mindfulness and stuff. And obviously the longevity of a relationship four or five years in when you've had a child together, it's not so prevalent. But then being in union um, with someone new has kind of brought this all up again. And actually the way that she is and is completely different to anyone else that I've been with in terms of that rather than kind of sheltering me she speaks her truth she speaks with 
openness and with compassion, but without any trying to placate or to to kind of pretend or or nullify. I mean, she's been married before anyway, so you know mm. we've all got past. And even though she's quite a bit younger, I mean, she's still you know she was married for well, she was together with her long term partner for eleven years. So that's a lot of history that it would be wrong for her to try and nullify or pretend didn't help to shape her as all relationships do for us. But it's just mm. been really interesting for me to to notice patterns of insecurity and in how even with mindfulness, even with an understanding of the, the workings of our brain and that, you know, the voices in our head, that it can so easily get into this oh shit, this icky feeling and that you really have to catch yourself to stop the patterns emerging and then it's easy to kind of, to, to think shit like oh to blame like oh, if the situation wasn't like that if mm. she hadn't said that then I'd feel okay which is bullshit because we create our reality we create um, our own suffering as Buddhism has clearly taught us so it's just yeah. been a really interesting thing to kind of observe mm. my thoughts and to be in such a beautiful union that is unlike any that I've ever been in before but still have these kind of insecure feelings that it, you know it all comes back to my mother wound and with my mother, my love or her love for me, so he was kind of conditional, mm. and so I never knew where I was coming, whether I was coming or going, and never felt good enough for my mum, and that I carried through my adult life into relationships and even friendships as well. It's not just about a sexual relationship, but just that feeling of lack of self worth and not being okay, and it's just it's fascinating to see how those come up, and the whole thing with comparing, say myself to my partner's past, is that it, it's. It is just this story in my head because I can never really know. You know, you can't compare something in history anyway. How can I say, oh, how could a partner even no. say what, what was, you know, <clears throat> if it was like this, then how could you be happy now? Or what, you know what I mean? Just all these things yeah, yeah. where I th- yeah, your head does I, something. I think realistically as well, we like we've spoken in a, in a podcast previously, uh, stories in my head, you know, when when this this thought process gets into our head and it, it sort of takes a hold and it takes us down this pathway of absolute sort of um, I suppose nonsense to a point, you know. So your patterns that that, that you're, you know, you're breaking is is really stopping you from going down those pathways, you know. Mm. Like Eckhart Tolle says that thoughts aren't real, you know, which is absolutely accurate. They're not. They are literally made up in our mind, aren't they? But we follow yeah. them like they're gospel, you mm. know. Uh, and and I, like I'm guilty of of these things myself. I've had moments where um, situations in my private life and personal life have been where I felt so unworthy and so lacking that uh, my decision making has gone completely down a, a horrific sort of pathway. That nearly, you know, in past has nearly cost me my my relationship. Um, mm. And it, it and and the reality is, it, you're right. It's it's our own doing. We created that mess based on thoughts that really weren't even relevant. You know, they weren't even true. Yeah. But we've we've got we've taken that story and we've run with it. And that's our yeah. that's another one of our patterns that we have to attempt to break. Mm. Um, and it's very difficult because. You've got a lifetime of that pattern in your head, haven't you? Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, um, definitely. And so, to I to, think... to want to break it is a challenge. 
It's not easy. Yeah, I suppose it's like sobriety for the alcoholic, isn't it? That mm. The initial thing is that you've got to admit there is a problem and you've got to look internally because I think what I did for certainly my previous relationships and I, I carry like massive shame and guilt and I know there's no point in either of those emotions but you have to learn from them and hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And I think the big thing for me is that there was so much blame on I feel this way because of you rather than I feel this way because of me. And that was the big shift for me in my previous relationship, really, that was looking at this is for me to break. This is for me to look at because it's the reality accountability. is. Yeah, accountability. And yeah. also that yeah. I'm the only constant in any relationship that I have. I'm the constant. So if I'm carrying this from relationships, relationship, it can't be all of the women. How, you know, that's ridiculous. Mm. And, yeah. and if I were to say, you know, with the, the union that I'm in now, if I, it were to just end, it doesn't end for me the feelings you know, these no. feelings of insecurity because they're not to do with her, they're to do with me. So it is for me to move through this and to kind of learn. And yeah. do you know what? Up until maybe probably two years, maybe even only, only a year ago, there's no way I'd have even talked about this. I mean, you've known about it, but oh, yeah. it's something yeah. I've carried such shame. Like no man ever wants to admit this level of insecurity, especially as most of my mates think that I'm confident and all that. And it just... I mean, it's well, all a the, fallacy anyway, but... But that's the mask that we put on. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, um, I, was, I was driving home with my wife tonight from work, and we would, I can't think what, how we got onto the subject, um, but we got onto it, and she was talking about... I was, just, I was actually talking about recording the podcast, and I said, oh, Simon has um, his baby with him tonight, so we might be a little bit late getting on. Um, and, uh, and Sarah said to me, oh, you know, you guys should just let the kids come in and out because it makes it far more enjoyable for us as listeners to hear that natural organicness of it all. And I was like, mm. yeah, I but then she said she watched this little video of a Zoom call and um, <clears throat> the guy, is they're all sitting in these like squares, you know, with a Zoom call the way it works, hey? and they're all squares, yeah. and they're all wearing shirts and ties because they're in a business meeting and they've got suit jackets on. But they're working from home, you know, because of COVID and all this shit. And um, at one point, the, the door behind this one guy opens and the little boy comes in. And he goes, sorry, guys, just excuse me for one second. And he jumps up and he goes to the door and um, he ushers the little boy out and he shuts the door. And he comes back to sit down and everybody's laughing in the group. And what he didn't realize is that, yeah, he's got his suit top half on, but on his bottom half, he had a pair of basketball shorts. You know, <laughs> and so... He, he all of a sudden feels really mortified because he's got these basketball shorts on. Um, but then one of the other guys says, oh, dude, don't even feel bad about it. We've all got secrets. So this guy stands up, goes over to open his door just to shut it again, and all he's wearing is his boxer shorts. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but the point that I'm making with this is we all put on a mask. Um, mm. We all put on a facade to present to the world. And that, if that's not the great example of it, suit and tie up top, shorts down below, we're doing, we do the exact same. Generally, men, I will say, do the exact same thing. Yeah, We put definitely. on these masks and this facade and then go out into the world like we've got all our shit together. Mm. And the reality is I'm pretty sure 99.9% .9 of us are all just fucking winging it. You yeah, know? exactly. And that's why I'm sharing this story yeah. because – 
you know, if there's one person that listens that it kind of resonates with and and that can maybe get a little bit of, um, I don't know, just solidarity, support, or even kind of some ideas as to kind of how to move through when we're doing these damaging behaviours. Because that's the other thing. I mean, I in the past, I'm not doing it now, thankfully, but I would actually find stuff. I mean, the internet's a brilliant one for it. That mm. you know, I'd look at say the the Facebook page of my partner, uh, yeah. old pictures where maybe that you know the girl was kissing her then boyfriend or holding hands or something, just stuff that would really torture me, and so yeah. in effect self harming, not Absolutely. physically but mentally. But mentally, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I look back and you know it's crazy, but that's what I did, and it comes from a lack of self worth and a lack of feeling that you're okay and that almost wallowing in the the pain of it you know because yeah. that's the other thing about thoughts that you know buddhism teaches to observe your thoughts and allow them to pass but there's a difference between that and actually just really dwelling and trying to go down this kind of yeah um self-loathing i'm going to repeatedly think this and i'm going to keep the thought that's like holding me in pain and and i did that mm. so much and do you know i, I think... look back and it's just you know it's sad it's a shame yeah. yeah, I think I think we we've all done elements of that though, because like I would say in the past I would do do similar stuff to almost make myself the victim, you mm. know, to sort of gain sympathy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I like if I'm truthful, like we're we're very open with each other, you and I, and we're really like honest and vulnerable with each other, and I appreciate yeah. it honestly. Um, but in the past, I was I was so cut off and, and closed down from talking to people about any way I feel, you know, mm. and 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 that would be like, um, you know, situations would arise and I would just carry on like everything was normal. Um, mm. But inside, I'm being torn apart, and and then when the situation would arise, I'd play the victim almost to to gain extra sympathy from it all, and it's like. That's ridiculous behavior, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really definitely. crazy. Um, but there, there is a, like, I was reading recently, there's actually now um, where people take on that victim role so much. It's like actual, like a personality disorder, you know? Really? Where, yeah, like it's getting to that point. And, and so it doesn't matter what, what the situation arises. It's like, I got drunk because my girlfriend left me. And then I crashed my car into somebody and hurt them and hurt them, you know, destroyed the car. So but odd. I'm the victim because I'm my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, the reality of it all is, 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 and you actually said it earlier on, is the minute we start holding ourselves accountable, everything changes. Mm. You know? I think, yeah, 100%. And the, the thing for me within um, the situation that I'm in now, as well though is that you've got to be in the right place with the right person to work yeah. through this stuff yeah. because you know if you're in a a kind of a fiery or toxic relationship or something then yeah. it just it, it brings up more barriers and stuff but you know to be in a union where there's there is the openness and the honesty and the vulnerability to like this is the way i feel but um i'm not making it about you but yeah I'm still going through these emotions, but I'm going to work through them myself, but with support mm. and compassion from your partner. And I think, yeah, 
that's been a big deal for me as well. And also just it's almost checking yourself early on down the path of the negativity because you can get into that spiral of but before you know it, you you know, you and your partner can almost play the roles that they mm. and the script especially the longer you're together, the script gets finely tuned. So you play exactly the same. So it's setting oh, the yeah. patterns early on of that this isn't okay. I'm not gonna have a go at you about it, but you need to be accountable for your emotions and you need to actually not yeah. make it all about you, which is actually one I'm brilliant at. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We 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 like, you know, <laughs> We're, we're human. We, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to, you know, um, have bad thought processes and, and such. And and the way I view it in my in my mind with all of these these patterns that are created is we talk about neuropathways where this pattern is created, and so we follow it. And in my head, I envision a brain with deep lines where that pathway is. Mm. And every time we do, the situation arises, but we follow a different pattern. We're creating a, a new line, you know. Mm. Um, but our go-to is always to go back to that deep one. So yeah. it does take a certain amount of strength and presence to sort of like when a situation arises to sort of kind of stop and go, you know what? I don't actually want to go down that pathway. That pathway doesn't serve me. It hasn't served me for many, many years. Because at one point it would have done. Do you know what I mean? That's the reason why it was there in the first place. Yeah. Um, but it just doesn't serve you anymore, you know, and, mm. and, and it's recognizing that I think is, is a big key. Um, I, I've, I've, you know, I've been with my partner for 30 years. Um, and obviously over those 30 years, we've had lots of ups and downs. Um, and I often say that, you know, the last two and a half, three years has been where we've learned to actually become truly uh vulnerable and communicate with each other and we always thought mm. we communicated so well with each other but the reality <laughs> is we we kind of didn't we, we didn't we didn't like, we would talk about everything but we weren't ever really truly 100 percent honest with each other i don't think because we had those elements oh, i don't want to hurt them so i'm not going to say that because i don't want to hurt them or mm. you, do you know what I mean? And the reality is when you put it in the correct way, there's no hurt involved, actually. It's just two people being really vulnerable and um, and and sort of gentle with each other, to be quite honest. But like I said, that's taken us a long old time to get there. And we're still learning because we still have moments where you fall straight back into that old pattern, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's it's like, okay, after I, what I find is, Okay, I fell into that one there. Um, I've got to own that, number one. I'm going to own that shit. Uh, and number two, I'm going to talk about why I fell into it. You know? Yeah. What, what, was, what was happening in my mind that led me to fall into that pattern? And then it's a case of generally my, 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 my partner will, will go, hey, did you even think about this? And I'll be like, well, fuck no, I did not. You know, and then, you, you know, but it's the great thing about it is like you have those conversations and then you get more tools for yourself to, to progress and move forward. Um, mm. And and that's the, the genius of, of that, that sort of vulnerability. Um, and not to like, you know, um, it's really don't hold this shit against each other as well, eh? because it's just so fucking damaging. 
you know life's too short that's the thing about it as well isn't it Uh, yeah absolutely i suppose for me it's obviously slightly different i've not i've certainly not been with my new partner for 30 years but i suppose what i'm doing is yeah i had three relationships that spanned over 20 years so all of the mistakes of those i'm trying to hone into the new relationship um you know the learning from those and just create much much healthier patterns and much healthier foundations you know because from the start we were very very open very honest and very vulnerable and it Mm. like i knew so much about it and so much about our past before we basically even met properly and it was just yeah setting beautiful Mm. foundations yeah i think um i think I think creating um, healthy relationships, it, it, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's not an easy task. You know, I, I, um, there's a, a, a got, you know, John Gottman is, is somebody I really, really like. Um, and he, he talks about it all the time, obviously, because he's a, he's a relationship expert. Um, mm. But there is one of the things he talks about where he says, actually meeting somebody in those early days of a relationship is really easy because you're so wrapped up in the, the excitement of it all, but to keep it going and, and keep it like, you know, good and healthy, it takes a lot of work. You know, mm. it's not, it's not something, you know, I, I knew somebody that said they had children. They've been together for a while. They had children. And then they were like, I said to them, why don't you go out anymore? Why don't you, know, why don't you, well, we, cause we've got kids now. We don't matter anymore. And, you know, you, you hear that shit and you think, you fucking idiot, you mental. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get, those kids are going to leave home and then you're not going to have a relationship with your partner because you put no work into it. You made no effort. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's inevitable that your children will leave. So I don't think it's unhealthy or bad to keep, you know, committed time to your partner while you know, you've got kids or, you know, you've got work and everything. You need that to commit that time to them. They need you as much as they did at the beginning, if not more so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think you have to nurture the relationship as well as nurturing the children for sure. Absolutely. And also your hobbies and just things that, that are just for you, which again, that's something I've struggled with in the past of just making your partner everything. And I'm a work in progress with that, but, um, yeah, I need to get surfing again for sure. Oh, look, I think um, you've you've heard me say this before, and 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 Sarah, my wife, has, has said this to you, to to both of us at times. But she calls it the pillows, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. you have a pillow, which is all of your things. So you you know, for you, surfing and and you know, um, and and your shop and and you know those sorts of stuff. And for me, I I have my pillow, which is like loud music and motorcycles i guess and and you know and then my my partner sarah has a pillow with her things but then we share a pillow as well you know and it's Mm. like but we're not always on that shared pillow sometimes one of us has to get off you know and that's i think that's the most accurate way of putting it it makes so much sense to me like that you know because Mm. I've seen so many relationships just, they just don't seem healthy to me now because either one or both of the 
the people in the relationship have, have given up so much of their life. Mm. Uh, and, and it makes me worry, to be honest. Like if my grandmother, um, she passed uh, 12 years ago this year, um, and she, uh, she was with my granddad for many, many years. My granddad passed, that type of thing, like 20, 28 years ago. Um, and I was like, when my grandfather passed, I was so worried because they were so close. And I thought, oh, she's, I'm just going to lose her soon because without him, who is she, you know? Mm. But she went for another like 16 years, you know? And she had a great life. She traveled all over the place. She was out and about all the time. She just really lived. And I realized, like, you know, she, she got back to a lot of what she liked to do before, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like at, you, you need your hobbies. You need those things to keep you sane. You need that time to yourself. And going to work is not time to yourself. For all those people who are going, yeah, but I go to work and I get the drive there and back on my own. It's like, <laughs> fuck off, you idiot. That is not time to yourself, you know? You, you need no, it. You need no, it. You know, like you surf, I ride motorcycles, you know, and like we can do those things with our partners as well. And sometimes my wife will get on the back of my, my bike and come with me, but she still knows that that's my, my thing. That's what I like to do. I like to ride loud, obnoxious motorcycles and, <laughs> and, that's um, a perfect thing, brother. It is. But, but for me, that's almost, it, well, yeah, no, it's not it is. It's a form of meditation for me. I'm so present and. And in that that moment, I, I'm not thinking about anything else but how my my bike is running and where I'm going and what's on the roads and that, you know. So I'm so centered with it, and it gives me great deal of pre- like peace. When I come back, I'm always like so mellowed out after it, you know. Mm. And it's like for you, like being in the water surfing, same thing, you know. Yeah, even today I, with my little one Lena, I walked down. Just obviously it wasn't surfing, but just put my feet in the sea yeah and just that connection to mother ocean it just it kind of resets you it was also bloody freezing but that's all good yeah that's that's the thing uh you know i i sort of came to the conclusion recently that like you know this life we have is so fucking fleeting and i've said this numerous times before i can always get more money always Mm. but my time is slipping away from me like it's going way too fast you know yeah Uh, Yeah, to me having time and having your health those are the two commodities that you really want to nurture as much as possible Mm. agreed i've been yeah well i'm really lucky now that my my balance is good and it's and that's what i think you know coming back to what we're talking about in terms of the the kind of topic for the for this evening yeah yeah, really w- working on your mental health, working on your ability to process emotions, which is kind of a lifelong journey. But Absolutely. for me, this one is the that to move through this and to be able to be in union where it's not overshadowed, but from the beginning not overshadowed, not getting years into it is it's such a yeah. beautiful thing, and it's been such a lovely opportunity to really look at these mind patterns and and also realise that that the intensity that used to be there with thoughts isn't now. So whilst the thoughts and the, the kind of conditioned behaviors are still there, like, you know, if, if we'd say that out of 10, the intensity used to be like nine or 10, really yeah. it's only three or four now. And 
you know, the, the years of meditation, the years of mindfulness, they really are coming into play and they're, mm. they're actually, they're, they're definitely making it easier, to, easier I, to really, to observe the thoughts and not have them completely overshadow you. Are you, are you like, you know, when these thoughts come through into your mind, are you compassionate with yourself? Or do you start to beat yourself up a little bit? For the most part, yeah. There's There's been a couple of occasions where it's, you know, these are entrenched behaviours of, like, mm. we're talking 30 years, really. So yeah. sometimes you find yourself slipping into them. And so, yeah. yeah, on a couple of occasions, maybe a lack of compassion. But for the most part, it's you also realise that when you don't hold on, you know, you talk about the pathways, the newer pathways, when you don't really, really go down that path, then the thought goes. It's where you really dwell on that thought rather than just allowing it to move through. Yeah. Then it's another thought that comes from it and it's that spiral dynamic thing. But yeah, yeah so it, the kind of, the intensity's gone. It's it's almost like it's just, they're so entrenched that they're there, but they're not really having an impact. I was trying to think of an analogy yeah. and I can't necessarily, but yeah, yeah they're, they're still there, but they're not really. It's a bit like, like having a, the TV playing, but with no volume. Yeah, it's like a yappy yeah. little dog that's snapping at heels. You're not being properly bitten, but it's just there a little bit. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, nagging. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing that I do when I find these thought processes coming into my head that I don't, I know they don't serve me anymore, is I look at what's happening with me at that moment. So, mm. um, have I slept well? You know, have I been stressed? Um, do I need a bit of time to myself? Am I feeling overwhelmed? by you know the chaos that's in my home at times do you know what i mean it's like what how am i sitting in in my universe at that point because I'll, yeah. I'll find if i'm tired i'm far more susceptible to that negativity and that sort of um poor decision making i suppose is the best way of putting it mm. you know so yeah that that's so true, actually. And it, interestingly, kind of just reflecting on that, the, you know, I had a, I certainly haven't argued at all with my partner, but I, I suppose I call them uncomfortable moments. And I, after yeah. an uncomfortable moment, I remember like turning to her and saying, like, my mind was way in a bit of a bad place before we even talked about something that felt uncomfortable. And it, so really, I was already in a place where I could have pulled back and be like, it's not a good idea to talk about this now. Mm. Because, and it was something nothing to do with her. But you just, you're already, because you're tired, as you said, maybe you're hungry, maybe you've, your body's feeling a bit run down. And then you're already in this kind of slightly negative mind frame. And then yeah. you're talking about something that's just going to perpetuate it. And mm. so it's at that point. You know, I recognized it afterwards and kind of enunciated that to her. Yeah. But really, the, the lesson is to actually, at that point of, I'm already feeling a little bit weird. It's nothing to do with her. But if we talk in this way now, it's mm. probably going to go one way. Yeah. Yeah, so I that, find things like that as well. Yeah. And the other thing I, I, do, I do with it a lot is um, call a timeout. So mm. Gottman talks about this. If you're having conflict with your partner, um, and you're, you're feeling overwhelmed or triggered or anything, just say, I need to time out right here for, for like 30 minutes. And then you, you leave the room, you know, you leave the, mm. the, the environment for that 30 minutes. And then it generally gives you time to calm down, 
you know, recenter yourself, and then you can come back to the conversation, but with a far more um, leveled thought process. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, I mean, we do it to kids, don't you? Like, um, you know, when kids are playing up when they, you know, at school, all right, you're timed out. You know, you go over there, sort of thing. So, you know, it's, it's makes sense to do it for ourselves. I think as long as, like, I mean, so, the the school thing, I'm not sure about these days, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, well, I certainly wouldn't put Luna in a timeout. But I think it's giving yourself space as long as you're in the mind frame to work through it. So yeah. if a if a timeout, if you know, I just need a little bit of space to center myself or whatever. Yeah. But if it's a timeout to go and just fucking think shit, and like to oh no no to no, no like to, the to, to regurgitate the crap. Yeah. The Gottman theory is you take the time out to go and center yourself to give you a break from it so you can come back to it. Because you're, you're, you, you say, we need, I just need to step out of this for 30 minutes. Okay? Yeah. So it gives you a chance to breathe, center yourself. So you go away, you do something like some breath work or, or that. Find your bit of peace, mm. and then you can come back to it with a far more open mind. You know? Yeah. Um, I suppose in, in a conscious relationship where you're both – if you're both striving for resolution rather than to score points and be right, yeah. then yeah, definitely that's a, a positive yeah. way forward. Where it's just the need to be right and to prove your point, then I think it's a hiding to nothing, really. Yeah, absolutely. You've got like accountability is everything, you know, mm. and like you've, you, we've all got to own our shit in the situation. You know, <laughs> how and, many times and, have we said that? Own your shit. Own your shit. Yeah. But it's great. Like the I was, the, the fucking fact of the matter is, the minute you own it, and you're like, "Yeah, I did do that," or "I am doing that," or whatever, um, you take all the power back because yeah. the argument's dead, isn't it? Like you know, well, you smashed all those plates. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I'm then. Sorry, I can't. I can't go any. I, you know, what am I going to do? Say you smashed those plates again? Do you know what I mean? It's like. The, their ownership and accountability is massive because it just gives you so much strength. Mm. You know, I, I, I read this thing. For everything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, well, there's a couple of things I think we need to remember. Number one is we're not our mistakes. We're not our worst moments. No. You know, we're, we're way, way, way more than that. And people sometimes will always just see you as your worst moments but you've got to know that you're not, mm. you know, that's number one. And I was reading like t today, in fact, about a thing. I hope I pronounced this right. I saved it so I could read it to you. It's called Ubuntu or uh, sorry. Okay. Umbu yeah. It's from South Africa. So in certain regions of South Africa, when someone does something wrong, he's taken to the center of the village, surrounded by his tribe for two days while they speak of all the good he has done. They believe each person is good, yet sometimes we make mistakes, which is really a cry for help. They unite in this ritual to encourage the person to reconnect with their true nature of goodness. The belief is the unity and affirmation have more power to change behavior than shame and pu punishment. This is known as Ubuntu. I hope I, like I, say, I hope I pronounced that right. I'm not sure if I did. That's beautiful. Uh, Could you read the last line again? So the be belief is that unity and affirmation have more power to change behavior than shame and punishment. That's amazing. I think we'll Isn't put that, that in there in the synopsis for this episode. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so a, beautiful. 
it's a really like like I said, it's 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 an absolute beautiful thought process to go that a whole village, a whole tribe of people go, Oh shit, you made a you made a mistake, but that's not who you are. Mm. You know, we don't even do that to ourselves. No, no, it's you know I think blame culture is so prevalent, whereas and it, that, that was a beautiful thing when, when I've read about conscious parenting, that yeah. it really is about detaching, you know, the action from the actor so that, yeah. yes, maybe your child has done something, but if you're like, you're naughty, you're this, you're that, it's, I hate it's, no, what you did was an unskillful act, you know, yeah. throwing, oh. throwing sand at my face isn't useful, but it's the sand throwing, it's not you that's in the wrong. And, um... Yeah, keeping a yeah. sense of humor with it as well. Oh, dude. Like, I think, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I obviously I was born in the 70s and grew up in the 80s and early 90s and that. And my schooling for me, I went to, um, my parents thought it was a really good idea. I think I've discussed this previously, actually. I went to an all-boys private school that was almost like a, a, a fucking military school. Mm. You know, so I, and from when I was like four and a half years old, it was like that. You know, we used to have to stand up and stand to attention in the class if somebody came into the classroom at four and a half yeah. years old. Yeah, it's it, like when I think about it now, it's so archaic and so stupid. Um, but I was talking to to Sarah the other day about it, and it's like she was saying, I can't imagine the amount of like the volume of damage that's been done to you through that school. Mm. You know. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm still unpicking it to this day, you know. But probably always will be, bro. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolute. Like that system is so fucking stupid. It infuriates me. Um. But yeah. But the, the, my point in this is like, if we can be a bit more compassionate with 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 you know the kids right from the beginning, they'll be a bit more compassionate with themselves as they grow. Because I got to yeah. be honest. I have very little compassion for myself at times. Mm. Uh, you know, I like it's the hardest one, isn't it? It really is. Like we're talking about breaking patterns and that's probably the biggest pattern that we all need to break every single one of us, because I guarantee the way we talk about ourselves in our heads, we would never ever dream of saying that to anybody else. No. You know, no. we would like, it's like what we, the way we talk to ourselves is so vile at times. Um, and, and yeah, that's a big definitely. pattern that we have to break, you know, like but I've made mistakes and then berated myself, you know? Yeah. The, the whole thing of insecurity is that, is that embodied, isn't it? That you just, yeah. you look at yourself as your flaws or perceived flaws as the perceived imperfections in your appearance that quite often are based on just these unrealistic expectations, societal expectations mm. of, you know, what what creates an Adonis, the, the face, the muscles, the height, whatever, all yeah. of these things, rather than looking at the skills that we've got and all of the, the little idiosyncrasies that make us what we are and that, you yeah. know, our partner really looks on with love, our, our children. You know, your children never look at you and or certainly when they're young, in terms of, oh, you're too tall, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too ugly, no, whatever. I, I, they just love yeah. you. All they want is yeah. love. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I think that's the thing that we all need to remember is that we're actually pretty fucking amazing, every one of us. And, and yeah, uh, I was. Everyone I was, is unique. 
absolutely. And do you know what? What's really great is like if you're struggling, you know, if you're you are struggling with your mental health at the moment, God help you. Um, but just remember that you you've got to this this point in your life, you've got a hundred percent success rate. <laughs> yep. You really have. Because you're here, you know. And um and that's kind of a nice way of thinking about it in my mind. But yeah, we are so critical to ourselves and so self-loathing and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, we've really got to, all of us in, as individuals, got to work on that, you know. Like I, mm. I, I used to know a guy and, um, and I, at the time we used to laugh about it, but actually what he was doing was really good. He used to, um, uh, like when things were getting difficult, yeah, he worked for a big supermarket at the time. But and he kind of progressed really quickly, so he kind of felt out of his depth at points. But he used to go and stand in a corner of the like the warehouse part of the supermarket and talk to himself. And he'd be like, "Steve, you've got this, mate. You're going to nail it. You're going to fucking kill it today. You've got this. You are going to be so fucking good." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he told us this one time, and we all laughed. And I, like I think, fuck, I should wish I hadn't laughed now because actually what he was doing was really kind of healthy, you know. We could all yeah, do with like self affirmation, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Like, like next time you feel that negative thought process go, coming into your mind, maybe just go to the corner of if you can, or look in the bathroom mirror, shut the door in the bathroom, look in the mirror, and go. Do you know what? You're more than this thought process. You're better than that. You're more powerful than that. You, you've come such a long way. You know, you you know, you're a great human being. You've got great friends. You've got a great partner. You, you know, you got the shit. You got it nailed together. You yeah, know? It's, it's like we say with the gratitude as well, the attitude of gratitude yeah. to whether you do three, five, or however many gratefuls, just to look at things that you feel positive about in your life. And Absolutely. You, I mean, you could do the even grateful to be able to walk, you know, great, uh, grateful for the ability to work. And that's, you know, yeah. there's, there's a dude within our men's circle who couldn't work for years. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. You know yeah. who you are. We love you. And, um, yeah, just to hear the way that he frames being able to work. You know, most of us moan about having to go to work. And for him, it's a joy to be able to get yeah. out and have a job. Absolutely, and so that's really man. special to kind of yeah. to I, hear you know, how got, it, someone frames it so positively. Another thing I'd like to add to that is I've got a friend of mine um, out in Northern Ireland, Chris. And he and I have been mates for a long time now. And... Um, Whenever things get difficult, he always says this to me, and I love him for saying this, and I stand by it all the time, is that we're built for this shit. Mm. You know, we're absolutely built for it because the universe wouldn't fucking throw us this crap if it didn't know we couldn't deal with it. So, yeah, yeah if we you couldn't know, deal with it, it wouldn't come along. Yeah, it, absolutely. So, we're built for it. You know, and I always think that whenever things get tricky or difficult for me, I hear his voice, thick Northern Irish accent in my head, <laughs> you know, and I'm not even going to try and like replicate it because I can't, but I can hear him tone for tone going, listen, bro, don't stress about it. You're built for this shit. You got it. You fucking got it. And I, I, I can hear him like even right now saying it in my head, it's Irish. Um, <laughs> but, oh, but he's beautiful. absolutely, it, you know, and, um, yeah. and if anybody, and that, that, cat's been through some hard shit as well so if anybody knows life can throw some curveballs it's him but um but yeah i think i think that's the thing about it all is that 
as these patterns are, are breaking in our minds, we've just got to remember to be compassionate with ourselves. Know that we have the strength yeah. to break them. Know that there's better around the corner by breaking them because they just don't serve us anymore. You know, and just you know, be be really vulnerable with your partner if it's if it's a you know if it's to do in that that sort of relationship scenario. Just be really vulnerable with them. Yeah. Tell them how you're feeling. So yeah. that's a, a beautiful kind of um, roundup of of what's been going on for me, bro. So thank you right. for that. And yeah, it, it it's exactly that. And um, yeah, talk to people as well. Like, I think yeah, just own it. Be honest. Like, obviously, always talking to you about things has been such a a support for me because we're in the same kind of relationship that we're in an open, vulnerable and authentic relationship. I know you're not yeah. going to take the piss out of me or, or say man up or no, you're going to get oh, it. And even yeah. if it's not something that you go through, you can still empathize with it because yeah. we all have the demons in our heads. We all have the, mm. the kind of the conditioned behaviors that we have to move through. So even if it's not that oh, oh, yeah. you fixate over the past, we've all got something, you know, we've all got oh, something that we have to work through. Yeah. So, we've all got struggles. eh? And I will say, yeah, definitely. Since, since we started doing the podcast, and and obviously I have the Instagram page that goes with it, um, I've had a number of people reach out, which has been absolutely beautiful. Um, and certain certain people, which are now regular listeners, which I absolutely think is, just blows my mind that people want to listen to us talk. Yeah, is it madness? Yeah, I was gutted we couldn't get the episode out as we wanted, but obviously, yeah. You were super yeah. ill, bro. So yeah, I was, that's the I way was, of it. But yeah, yeah we're back rough. to it every two weeks now. Yeah, we'll be all over it. And we've got some guests lined up and, and maybe a, a yeah. couple of returning ones as well. So, so but yeah. 2022 it, it, is going to be a good year for the podcast. Yeah. And we might like, we've got quite a lot going off this year, actually. Yeah, So definitely. We might even get a couple recorded when we're in the same room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe at a festival or a show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do so we'll, We've got a lot going off. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, actually, wouldn't it? Recording it at a show. We could do a live thing. We could go talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Well, with yeah. some of the shows, we're going to be doing some mental health stuff and um, yeah, some men's circles, some sharing, a bit of dharma within there. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we can work that, brother. I think it'd be cool. I'd like that. Cool. Well, it's good to be back. Twenty twenty two. The boys are back. Yeah. That's cool. it. And I think we'll end with our prayer, as always. Yeah. May any goodness that's come from our practice tonight be shared outwards in all directions, and together may we create a positive change on this planet. Thank you, brother. Much love to you all. Thank you, brother. Take it right. easy. Love to everyone. You too. See you soon, man. Bye, See guys. You, brother. <laughs>